The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. True believers, guess what? It's your Thursday night talking head show where we, uh, you know, talk about Marvel Crisis Protocol. Maybe you've heard of it. It's like MCP, but better because it's, it's us. Anyway, we're here for wait. Did I really wild your Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog? I am joined by a very special guest this week. He is uh, the doctor, the Dylan, the D. All of those things combined makes one man, and that man is Dylan. Dylan, hi, how are you? Oh, hey, Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So Dylan and I, and then Dan and Danny and Lindsay and Elizabeth and Taylor and Alyssa and Ben and Brian and Omnis and Lexa and Danny and Rick and uh, the Montreal Shark They're Tank up. and the Danger Room and uh, Strike Better and all, all everyone's back from LVO. Yeah, they have Fredo size three taco truck and, and Vince and Nate and, uh, and yeah, and, and Mike. What's that? Probably Omnis in the Danger Room. Yeah, I just just everyone. We're all we're all back. We're all back from LVO. Some of us made it significantly quicker than others. Uh, I got to hang out for. Well, I'll get into that. But <laughs> we're we're we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Emma Frost card, which was revealed uh, yesterday, I believe. Right? Maybe Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. And and uh, what what a card it is. It's so much card. There's four of them. You know what I mean? There's we got injured sides, we got non-injured sides. Uh, it's it's just kind of a, it's going to be a good day kind of all around. Um, we're going to talk about some games played, maybe some hobby thoughts. We're going to see how Dylan did on um, you know his side of stuff at LVO, and yeah, just just a, just a lot. So first thing that we always like to discuss just a little bit are games played and hobby thoughts. Dylan, in the past week. <laughs> did you get to hobby at all? What what did you hobby in the last specifically seven days? So specifically seven. What is today? Today's Thursday. Uh, I was probably finishing all the things I had to paint to go to LVO, which included three things. Okay. Four things. I had to paint Hawkeye. So I finished my Hawkeye. Boom. Uh, you might've seen him, seen him at LVO. He's actually one of my best paint jobs. I think he came out really good. Anyway, then I had to finish an Iceman Chibi mm. which was very easy because of the fact that it came in this transparent plastic. So the only thing I had to actually paint was the base. And then I fancied it up with some frost effect type stuff. Well, that's and nice. Then it was easy. Yeah, actually, I, you know, I might do a tutorial about that kind of stuff later. But I did get a haircut. Yeah, I feel way better. I, I look way less homeless. Um, I was going to say that. So when you first popped on, 
uh, and and your 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 camera was functioning. I was like, wow, that guy looks like he probably has a house or a home, or maybe a house that he's turning into a home. <laughs> you could say that because I moved into my new house today. Yay! Background. It's gonna look completely different. It's it's not a, it's not a hobby cave yet. Right now, it's just a room filled with boxes. No, I, I mean boxes are nothing if not opportunity yet to be opened. That's <laughs> true. And saran wrapped uh, trays full of bits and models for games I don't really play much anymore. But anyway, so then I painted a Cyclops for you. You did. It's right here. Available. I love it a lot. Look at that bad boy. I even had to make out of some heavy gel uh, the the droopy beam. He doesn't. He doesn't beam like he used to. The old droop beam. Yeah. I listen every time I see it. I want to eat it because it looks like the corner of a fruit roll up. <laughs> Very specifically, really the strawberry one. So, like, yeah, one hundred percent. Super easy to make. So, if you ever need another Cyclops, since they're too good in the um, an MCP, if you ever need to have another Cyclops, I can teach you how to make one. I, I really like that. I appreciate that quite a bit, actually. Everyone says that you know everyone uses Cyclops all the time. <laughs> there was a player at LVO who was, in fact, running Cyclops, which I really appreciate. I don't think they made it very far. But listen, <laughs> it was unironically. Yeah, that's ironically. Um, so speaking of uh, this, this, this open, this, this Vegas of opens, or maybe a Las Vegas open, I, I suppose would be the word in the correct one order. One last thing, I did also paint Rhino for Fury's Finest, Jesse, at the same time as I was painting the one that's in the tutorial. So the model's almost done. I just have to have a functioning hobby room <laughs> so I can right. do the last. Two things I need to do before it's uh, tutorial worthy. Thanks, Alyssa. I get complimented all all the time. Anyway, sorry. No, it was a very fantastic rhino, by the way. Um, So, I mean, shout out to Jesse for being able to use that rhino. Did he run it that weekend? He did. I think he ran it in three or four of his games. Uh, He says that every time he used them, he was pretty helpful, but. We saw um, we did get to see a lot of Rhino usage. Uh, I mean, especially even on the stream games, and just from our first initial impression of Rhino to how he's kind of actually hit and charged into the scene. Uh, pretty pretty impactful fella. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's good. Yeah, there, I don't think anybody can argue that he's not amazingly good. Yeah, he's definitely a mid four. I agree. Um, <laughs> but for sure. So as far as LVO stuff goes, you got to play in one of the side events, right? Or did you play in a couple of the side events? So I did a scramble on Saturday and the scramble was just a couple people that like got together and just started playing and yeah. like a at Havoc type tournament. Um, I got to play I, the rematch with Rob happened. No Magneto and no She-Hulk this time. So we didn't get to have the bullet sponge happen no i'm sorry Alyssa's right i did the i did the scrabble i did see the sign for the scrabble <laughs> it's spelled on the wall um but uh and then uh on sunday i did the team event and yeah. i was with uh C- canadian shark tank gabe and i was also with rob so we were 
very big frenemies the entire day or the entire con. So, so tell me about kind of how that, that three man team thing worked. So, uh, Alexa was running all of the side events throughout the weekend, gymnastics, and then there was a 15 man roster, uh, event as well. And then the, the three by three team tournament. So how was that kind of formatted? Cause I know it was a pretty solid turnout for that, right? 16 teams, uh, three people, each team. So like 48 people total, which is awesome. It's crazy. I mean, especially since the invitation was right there too. And that had how many people in the invitation? 64. Like okay. So yeah, a hundred. And, um, <laughs> so you, so the, the format is you get two buddies or you find a random Another person, like a, one of the people we shout out to him. His historian, good guy. I've actually talked to him on Discord. It was the first time I'd ever met him. So it was, it was, that was a really cool, uh, like, uh, bump into. Yeah. And then, uh, so what happens? You, you make a team of three. You write down your name and your affiliation on, like, a piece of paper or whatever. Uh, you don't even have to write down the roster. What happens is the team leader, whoever rolls, if you get priority. Now, it like every single game we play, it kind of like changed. So you probably want to check the rules on this. But what happened was is you roll for the initiative. Whoever wins the role, I think the other person puts down their first uh, like person face up on whatever one of the boards. It might be the other way around. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to check. But okay. It does that then the other team puts down the person that they want to play against someone that they can see mm-hmm. and then they put the blind one and then they put down the another face-up one so that the other team essentially gets to pick a matchup so the advantage of rolling the initiative is that you get to pick the first matchup one of them is blind and then the third one is, is the other team will get to pick that matchup out of the two that they didn't pick already okay so effectively you were running three separate games but the, the kind of a drafting system and some and some blind picks to who you're going to be matched up against in that in those three separate games, and then you Correct. ran if you go two and one, I assume. Yeah, or, whoever went you know? first. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, and then the other limitation, which I think even adds a, another layer of complexity to it, is that none of the characters can be shared between the three rosters of your team. Oh. So there can only be one Thanos. There can only be one Malekith. Um, you know, any character like those major characters. So it forces you to essentially play at least at least two affiliations because some affiliations can you know, play around with that a little bit. But I would venture to say it's probably going to be three affiliations versus another three affiliations. Clever way to balance that. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So it's not, you know, a Malekith on every uh, on all three tables lengthwise. Only one possible Malekith. Per team, at least. I was so tired of playing Mousecast by the end of LVO. <laughs> I think he was in four of my six games. I was like, come on, guys. Please. Um, but yeah, so just a really quick shout out um, to all of the people that put LVO together, including Tyson and Omnis of Omnis Protocol, Lexa, uh, Rick, and Danny. Uh, all did an incredible job running the events, making sure that, you know, people had what they needed. Oh, and Brian Watson. Jeez, how could I forget him? Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of, I spent a lot of extra time that I wasn't planning on with uh, with Brian Watson. Uh, that, that's a story I'll get into in just a second. But, yeah, huge thank you to all to all the people that kind of had that ship running because you did an insanely good job. Um, and Frontline Gaming just kind of as a whole as well. But so... How was your travel back from LVO? How did that work out for you? 
So I picked my moment to leave very well. As soon as Omnis started announcing awards, I was like, I'm sure as heck not going to get any kind of awards. So I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> so we had a flight originally, so I was not going to be able to finish the team event. It got delayed and changed. I think we, in the course of like 30 minutes, we were on three different itineraries. So we left. Wow. Got food. That must have happened probably around like six or seven. So we go to the airport, hang out there. I brought Marvel United with me, funnily enough, because I thought we might be able to play it at the hotel. So we just played it in the <laughs> in the cafe area. Oh, that's awesome. So our flight got delayed, too. Uh, we were supposed to fly out at like four, checked in at one. We were there a little earlier. We we're going to, you know, do some gift shopping and grab a bite to eat or whatever before we flew out. Ten minutes after we checked into the or like got through security, we get a, a, a notice saying that our flight's been delayed by about like three and a half hours. So we're going to be hanging out in the airport for a hot, hot minute. Um, but thankfully, as we were headed down from the casino to get an Uber to the airport, we run into Brian Watson, who has his luggage on him. He's like, yeah, they kicked me out of the hotel room because that's checkout. And I uh, kind of have nothing to do for the next 12 hours. And I was like, oh, sweet. Well, you want to go to the airport with us? We're going to hang out for a little while. So we go over and we realize we have different like... Uh, airlines, so they're they're different terminals. So I kind of just dragged him over to the airport hours early for for no reason, and we weren't going to be able to hang out. And I felt really bad about it. So he ended up sure. getting to his terminal. We get through security, and lo and behold, we're flying out of the same gate letter. So oh. actually, get to the to the to the place where we're going to be hanging out for a while, and I go to text him. I'm like, Hey, what gate are you actually going to be flying out of? Um, and as I'm sending that, uh, we're passing an anti-M or anti-anti-anti-M's, anti-Ann's pretzels, whatever it is. Uh, we're passing mm -hmm. that and Brian's right there, just hanging out in line. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay, guess, uh, guess we can hang out. So yeah, uh, then our flights got delayed. So we talked about all sorts of gaming stuff and, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good day outside of, we didn't actually land until about three in the morning. And then it was a three and a half hour drive back to New York. So it was, uh, we were very, very tired. My, my wife and I um, cranking the AC, uh, juggling, you know, just chugging caffeine to stay awake on those back roads. And then we hit weather and it's just like, oh man, this is, this is going to suck. Just cranking the music, screaming along to it just so we're staying active. But, uh, yep. but yeah, no, it was a, it was a good time. I was uh, similar when we like because I don't sleep on flights. It's something I Same. can't do. I got to read books and we land and I was I, just, I got back just in time to enjoy the sweet, sweet Boston commute traffic all the way. Oh, home. nice. I'm falling asleep while I'm driving. So I'm like resting my chin on the steering wheel. Hopefully get myself like a, you know, like a, like a rug burn on the bottom of my jaw. <laughs> Stay well, and you're so much closer to your work now. I mean, that was kind of one of your last great experiences to have with that Boston commute, right? So I, I mean, it was, I'm gonna miss it. It was the swan song. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good word for it. <laughs> but uh, let's get right into it because I'm sure you're super stoked uh, to talk about this particular particular character and card reveal. Um, Peace. So let's let's get this right up on screen here. So we have regular Emma or normal Emma, milk chocolate Emma, not playing vanilla anymore. Ice. Not playing anymore. It's vanilla ice. Yeah, uh, Emma Frost. So just to blow through some of these stats really quick. So Emma Frost normal mode 
two, three, five for defenses. I think that's probably pretty much right what we would have expected. Uh, six stamina on both healthy and injured sides. Four threat, which I wasn't expecting, but was certainly within the wheelhouse of uh, of uh, expectations. Size two and a medium mover. So just from stats, stamina, and threat alone, what are your thoughts so far? Because I I think it's pretty solid. I think it's great. Uh, the four threat thing also threw me because uh, I know that Emma in the comics is usually compared to Gene quite a bit. And yeah. Five. Nobody likes Gene. Uh, well, I, 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 she's not. She's difficult. She's unwieldy to use in the game. Mm-hmm. I can't really say she's bad because she does one thing particularly really well. Unfortunately, now that Emma exists, you will probably never see Gene again unless somebody's desperate to play the Gene card just so they can scream it. In the <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's built into the threat of the character how much people want to scream Gene with that tactics card. One hundred percent. But uh, yeah, so far, I as soon as I see five Mystic, I'm like, boom, this is a convocation member just waiting to be used right? for Iron books. Now, does so, Ironbound books affect everyone on the team or they don't yeah, have to be not convocation? convocation? Awesome. No, it is not. So Heck you will yeah. find Emma and you'll find Emma in my convocation for sure. Well, and I know earlier during the WoW stream, uh, we had a bunch of talk about Emma and where she fit in. And I know Alyssa is very excited to run her in Inhumans. Um, and I think I think Emma's going to be a very splashable character because there's kind of a lot going on and she's incredibly versatile as well. Um, and the funny thing is, is that she. Does the thing that you would take Gemma or Gemma, Gemma. Gene, you would take Gene for uh, Gene's thing was going against Thanos or any kind of push heavy team. So. Because one of the more recent meta teams is Guardians with Thanos just because of the pull with the gun, yeah. with the shooting. It might put a real big hamper on that because I agree she's so easily splashable. I think you're right on the money. Uh, we should get into why that's the case. Would you like to begin? I would. I've had it. So starting off with her builder, her first attack, it's mystical. It's called Psychic Spike. Standard builder, after this attack is resolved, the character gains power equal to the damage dealt. It's range four, strength five. So already really solid. Just a, a great builder. Um, with bend will on a wild, and I believe a hit. So after this attack is resolved, the, this character may advance the target character short. So should be pretty reasonable. I mean, it's 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 not going to happen every time, but it's what, like a 25, 30% chance that this should be happening. I also did no math for that whatsoever, and I'm just saying numbers. But I think about a third of the time, it should work every time. And uh, I mean, who doesn't like a place? Who doesn't like an advance? Like getting people uh, yeah. out of position or into a more beady up position or away. It's protective. It's offensive. It's defensive. It's utilitarian. It's, it's literally everything. Uh, I love it. Uh, quite a bit. The fact, the fact that you have the place on a builder. So like the only other person, the only other models I can think of that have something kind of similar to this right off the top of my head is black Panther considered one of the best fours in the game. Mm -hmm. Obviously that one's only range two, uh, but that one automatically happens. And then you have, Doctor Strange, very similar, has to do damage. Also very, very good. Doc, nobody says that either one of the Strangers are bad, right? Right. So now you have a four threat with a, this is, you know, they're building power off of this. And then, like, I don't know. I feel like the chances of getting a, a wild and a hit are probably 
pretty good. For the most part, I would venture to say that you're probably going to get the hit. You're probably going to roll at least one since it has two results on the dice. Yep. It's almost like you're rolling for a while anyway. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's you're you're fishing for a wild with sometimes an escape clause when you don't roll that hit either, which Correct. doesn't seem like that should be happening pretty regularly. But then again, uh, at LVO, we watched a whole bunch of Bucky's missing out on rapid fire pretty consistently. So it's <laughs> it's certainly not guaranteed. That auto rapid fire, right? That hip fire, but but I I absolutely love it. I think the fact that it's a range four, strength five, you could stop right here and with her defense stats, and I already would be like, okay, she's got game. Yeah, you don't need the rest of the card, and you definitely could you could justify bringing her. Um, thankfully, there. So keep going. No, yeah. So and then her spender, uh, it's called hands off, range three, strength eight for four power, and on a wild. She gets defenstrate, defenstrate, defenstrate. Bless, bless you. Uh, defenstrate, defenstrate. I think it's defenstrate. Yeah, I think it's defenstrate. Yeah, uh, before damage is dealt, this is actually super awesome. You love seeing this type of thing with it being before damage is dealt. If the target character is size four or less, this character may throw the target character away short. Before damage is dealt, you are hucking and chucking that juggernaut, that rhino, that malekith. I adore it. At a, do jugs. at a pretty decent range, though. It can't do jugs? Jugs, jugs five? He has the helmet. Oh, he can't, he can't do gotcha. Because it uh, it's a mystic attack. Yeah. But still, I mean, awesome. Uh, once again, a ton of um, displacement, battlefield control, and potentially just heavy damage. Heavy damage. And Absolutely. the fact that it's on... Uh, a wild before damage is dealt is just stellar. Yeah, it's it's chef kiss, isn't it? Like it really the, is. You got to compare her to Jean because this is this is like they clearly made her with Jean in mind. Fender mm-hmm. is very similar, but I I don't have the card available to me. But Jean's is much more expensive. Yes, and it's also physical. It is also physical, and I think the throw is automatic. But I'm, again, on eight dice, you would hope you would roll a single wild, but. Let's see, actually. So, yeah. So, on Jeans, it, it, yeah, telekinetic force, yeah, it's more expensive for only one more die, too. I think it's, is it six? It's, yeah, it's six power, nine strength, range three, telekinetic force. Uh, the throw is exactly the same. It is automatic and it also has explosive. Um, but, yeah, no, this is uh, not only like 30% cheaper, um, it's also mystic, which is awesome. But it runs it lean and mean, right? It's like you don't get all the, the flash. Like, did you really need explosive on a spender? It's like with Gene, you're not spending. Honestly, even with her, you're probably not going to spend for this a whole lot unless you're really going to move somebody. Yeah. But I mean, it's still good to have. I'd rather have a cheaper spender that did less and was more lean and mean, which I think this is. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely not going to complain about it. All right. And then moving into her first reactive, and this is kind of where things are really going to pop off for Emma is diamond form. So this is one power. When this character is targeted by an attack, it may use the superpower. This character transforms into Emma Frost diamond. She shines bright like a diamond. She does. So I'm going to pull up the diamond form here. There we be. Now, one other thing that's good to note on this is transforms do give you a movement. So you could even think of this as like a like a oopsie and be out of range of an objective thing because you get to displace yourself range one. Right. Yeah. Tr- 
you, you get a Midnight Suns bump every time you go diamond. Correct. All right. So on her diamond side for the healthy portion, she now granted that we're going to be going back and forth kind of between these two cards because there's kind of a lot going on here, but in a really, really great way. So the good news, the good news is, is that injured and healthy are the same for both forms. So that kind of makes it a little easier to comprehend. So fours across the board for defenses. Once again, stellar, really sweet. Six stamina on both sides as well. So not playing any games there with with changing health totals or, or pools. Uh, same for threat and size two and medium mover, but kind of a completely new setup of abilities. So out of the gate, she's immune to bleed, incinerate, poison, and stun, which is awesome. Super choice. Um, you can't, you, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't light diamonds on fire, at least not with that sure, attitude. Yeah. But again, she's a five threat because of the poison. Correct. Yep, one hundred percent. And uh, the the cool thing is too is, and this is my assumption, is that if, if you switch forms. If you have those special conditions on you, they will be removed. Yeah, it specifically states that you will lose the status. So you're right on the money. Okay, stellar. So for her builder, uh, we got some physical attacks. We have a a range two and then an A2. So the first one is diamond strike, range two, strength five builder uh, that is physical. After this attack is resolved, this character gains power equal to damage dealt and has pierce on a crit. And and stun on a wild. So good. Uh, so what do you think about the pierce on a on a crit? Just like uh, it's weird, right? I think it's the only person that's done that so far. But yeah. again, most of the time the crit's on the wild. But it's like, I mean, I think there you have an equal chance to get either one. I prefer a crit anyway. So I'm like, yeah. If there's only up. yeah, I, I completely agree. If there's only one on the die anyway, you have the same odds of rolling either one. But I mean, the crit might crit more you never know right exactly and uh, plus I guess, I guess what they didn't want to do was the wolverine thing where if you roll one wild you get uh, like bleed and pierce yeah i move yeah. away from that a little bit well and i think well, uh, most of the wolverines have that right because saber tooth and x23 as well yeah x23 has. i don't think gabby has pierce i think she only has bleed i think so as well oh, she's only got one claw you know what i mean like you gotta it's difficult to pierce with just one claw you're more yeah, you you're gonna more go straight for the open. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> That's how she opens like tin cans. Correct. <laughs> I always found it super weird, like in uh in X-Men uh cartoons and stuff, like Wolverine would always open up a can with his claw, which just seems mm-hmm. super, super, super unnecessary. Like it's it's, it's probably yeah, it's it's more it's gotta be more difficult to do it with that than just opening it with your with your finger. You would think like you're just ripping the tab off. You're not even opening the soda. You're just going to cut your lip. That's all you're that's all you've invited. Well, he doesn't really care. I mean, he just heals it anyway. It still hurts, though. And it's true. You know what? Canonically, I'm going to make this statement. Um, This probably isn't true, but Wolverine's lips actually don't heal as fast as everything else. So he does have to stick around with a little canker sore uh, a little bit. Um, Sounds terrible. Speaking of Wolverine, actually, very quickly. I something very, very, very incredible happened. Um, like insanely incredible. Something arrived to the P.O. box while we were at LVO. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we officially have our first Weapon X motorcycle that has been sent to the network P.O. box. P.O. box G 
West Oneonta, New York, 13861. It's happened. It's finally happened. I'm super excited for it. I forgot to bring in the card uh, that was in there. I'm just going to shout really loud, and maybe it will appear here. But if, if somebody wanted to grab me that thing that the motorcycle came in, that would be super cool. Sometimes you just got to, you got to, you got to, you know, um, manifest it. You know what I mean? You, you put the information out there and sometimes it'll happen. But uh, so I want to thank the person that, that sent that, but I want to get their name first. Um, but thank you so much. I was so excited when I saw that. It was like it looked like it came from Japan or something, too. Like it had a bunch of like this came from somewhere not close. And I was like, "Ooh, what is this? And it was really light and I heard it rattling inside and I opened it and I was like, oh, it's a motor. I'm not going to start, start throwing out names. I, it, I might know who sent it. I don't know. I'm curious. Um, but, but but yeah, we'll 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 see here shortly. But yeah, once again, thank you to that person. We will uh, credit you here shortly. But that that finally came, so I was super stoked. Anyway, um, Emma's spender on this side is Shatter. Also, Pierce on a crit here. Um, this is an A two strength seven for six power. After all attacks are resolved, this character may, not forced to, but may transform into Emma Frost normal. So I think that we've seen in general, right, that spenders like this, the A2, usually aren't super well liked or used. Um, Magneto's doesn't really get used all that much. And that was, I guess, why everyone at our network was playing him so wrong, because we were always trying to, to do that. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. son as well, and and a few, and, and Thor's uh, God of Thunder, um, a little underutilized, I think. Uh, but with Pierce on it, I actually like that a lot. I'm really hoping we get to see some cool plays, and especially when you have a character that is going to be transforming back and forth and being able to kind of get that Midnight Suns bump here and there to get into position to have something like this set up. I think we might see Shatter. Uh, a lot more often than maybe initially anticipated, um, especially with that pierce on there, which is just awesome. Odds are you're probably going to be rolling one, or, or you should be. So, what what's better than you know a bunch of damage going out all at once? A bunch of damage that is absolutely going to be going through as well. Absolutely, I think the I don't know the the price is I don't know the price just seems really high. It does seem a little high. I think that so I don't know what so. This is my my gut instinct, right? The I think and, and there's a power later that's gonna kind of come up with this too. I think that they're gonna release a card with her that's would make something like this like really, really good. Yeah. Because the as diamond mine later. I'm thinking that there's probably a card that she can play probably only when she's in uh, vanilla ice mode or almond almond milk almond mode. Almond milk mode. mode. Unsweetened almond milk yeah. mode. <laughs> yeah, organic. It's got to be organic. You remember, she's rich, uh, rich That's Massachusetts true. lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's probably going to be a card that is going to interact with this in some way that it's like you can only play it when she's vanilla ice. That is going to make her attacks better. I don't, I'm kind of coming out on a limb on that one. I yeah. Have just this suspicion that that's such like a weird thing to target because I don't think there's been any other character that's done that. So I'm curious, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I guess I would expect, and there's going to be what six 
Tactus cards in that box as well with her and Psylocke. So I, I think the odds of there being a Tactus card that can forcefully like off activation turn her into diamond form or something, I I, yeah. I would almost guarantee it. I think that's probably going to be the case. All right. So this package was sent to Mr. Tim at Professional Casual Network. Yes, at the P.O. box. And it is from Mario. Mario. Yeah, Prius. it is Mario. That son of a gun. I so, love him. And uh, but yeah, Mario, thank you so much. That was so thoughtful. I really appreciate that. And we are going to do incredible things with it. And by we, I mean, I'm going to make Taylor do incredible things with it. So <laughs> shout out to Mario. Me and him are always chatting back and forth. He is one of my favorite, one of my favorites. He is. I, I kid you not. He is a Italian man living in Japan. Uh, I forget. What, I think there's something else that was really uh, Mario related. Yeah, I don't think he's a I think he's like an engineer. Yeah, amazing guys. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your entire life. Hell yeah. Well, well, thank you so much, Mario. I really appreciate that. And uh, that was a very, very, very nice thing to come home to uh, after a really miserable day traveling. <laughs> so as soon as, you, as soon as you said Japan, I was like, I bet I know who that is. But uh, so moving on uh, to Diamond Form Frost's first active, some might say her only active, Sometimes one must get their hands dirty. Now, I was actually surprised to see this one on here. Um, this was for three power. Choose an interactive terrain feature of size three or less within range two and throw it medium. The superpower can only be used once per turn. Now, can I like I, I is this something that sh did she have super strength or or some limited enhanced strength when she was in her diamond form like? I guess so. The only the the image in my brain that comes to me when she's in diamond form is she's like holding up a building or something like that. I thought okay. I thought she was resilient. I didn't know it like applied to like picking things up. Uh, I don't know. Even so, I saw some discussion online because when we go back to um, almond milk form, she's gonna have telekinetic powers. She's always had telekinetic powers, but from what I understand, they were more on the latent side. So it's kind of interesting that she got that as a power when they could have just pressed into the, you know, shooting brainwaves thing a little bit more. So maybe it's one of those like things that's like maybe been hinted at in a book or two, but it never really has come out as like a big established thing. You know, how I gotcha. Yeah. Who uh, knows? It's hard to say. Either way, glad it's here. Yeah. A three power medium throw. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, for oh. real. And just adds so much more to her, just her kit as a whole, right? Because uh, normal form, she's got all sorts of dis disruption for people. And now to have a, a terrain throw as well on the uh, on the diamond side is choice. Then she is overladen with a whole bunch of innates, including Diamond Mind. This character cannot play team tactics cards. I think that's a really neat addition to kind of bring her back down to the realm of reality a little bit. Otherwise, she would absolutely be a uh, a mid five. Then we have well, that's one of the things. It's, it seems like they're giving characters flaws. Yes, interesting. Which I'm totally I totally yeah, I really like that um, personally. And that's like even in in tabletop RPGs and stuff like that. I always really like a really flawed character that has clear weaknesses. And um, yeah, it just it, I don't know. It's cool. I like it narratively as well. Um, far from my best look, uh, if this character begins its activation as Emma Frost Diamond at the end of the activation, it transforms into normal Emma. So once again, kind of bringing that down a little bit, you can't just, 
go up and then brain blast a whole bunch of people and then become immune to the enemy for a hot minute. Um, so you'll never be in diamond form for more than two rounds. Yes. Um, and I Again, think this is a car and, and might come up. And I, and I do think as well, even if you drop form and then somehow reapply it because you started the activation as diamond form. So like, say it's round three, you start at diamond form, you shatter, you go back to normal, you get attacked, you go back into diamond form. I think from the way I'm reading that it's still stays. You started the activation as diamond form. So regardless, you are transforming back to normal form at the end of the turn. So it's important to know, again, we didn't get that far, but she is immune to reactives on her other side. So she, she probably, that probably will not come up. I think the only thing I can even think of that might cause it is face me. Yeah. Maybe. But I think you're right in that case. I think she would still go back just because of the wording on that. But we'll see. I'm sure, I'm sure someone way smarter than us is going to figure out some combo for that. Yeah. Neo Goldar or, uh, or, or Thoris will, I, I, I'm sure on the forums give us a, a clear, you know, uh, takeaway on that too. Um, but then, I think you're right. Then we have Psychic Community. This character cannot be pushed or advanced as a result of enemy mystic attacks or superpowers. Additionally, when defending against mystic attacks, this character counts blanks uh, in the defense role as successes. Pretty rad. Now, how Again, does... Convocation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So actually, I was going to ask you how this kind of might play into Ironbound Books of Shumago Wrath. Is there... Is there a... Just because I'm not super familiar with that. I haven't played as Wizards as much as I kind of want to. Um... Is she going to get blanks on Ironbound books attacks? Yes, because it specifically really? states it changes a physical attack to a mystic attack. It's not you get to use your mystic defense. It is now a mystic attack. So, so that's this is an incredibly important um, innate okay. here because not only that, if it's changing, say, a, a Hulk smash to mystic, that means she cannot be. Well, I guess that would be a throw, not a push. But so she can't be moved from those physical attacks because they're being turned into mystic attacks as well. And she's getting blanks Correct. on them. That's awesome. It's so good. As someone who plays a whole lot of convocation, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I've into this. Uh, and then, like we said before, she's immune to bleed, incinerate, poison, and stun, which is why she should be an eight. But she doesn't. <laughs> She also doesn't change much on her injured side for the diamond form before we swap back over to her healthy side. Um, oh, looks like stamina and everything stays the same. Healthy diamond art. I think it's Carlos. Yes. I'm loving it. Girl, I'm loving the sass. I love it. It's so good. It's probably my favorite art so far. I, I heard the art. I don't disagree at all. Uh, and what's actually cool is in the uh, transmission, for these cards, there's actually a, a much bigger version of that particular pose by Carlos uh, that just, it, it looks really cool. I, I would not be shocked to see that on people's, you know, uh, cell phone backgrounds or, or, or whatnot. But uh, moving back over to her healthy side, let me get this bad boy up again. Normal healthy. There we are. So that was just diamond form, all that stuff we went over. <laughs> 
<laughs> Quick aside. She she also has Shield Mine, which for two power. This is a reactive. When this character or an allied character within range four of it would be advanced, placed, or pushed by the effects of an enemy mystic attack or enemy superpower, you may use this superpower. The allied character is not advanced, placed, or pushed. So we've seen this on, on both no Cassandra Nova and Jean so far, right? An amazing power. It's like one of those things where it's like when you have it, when you need it, it'll win you the game. Yeah. Yep. Hands down. So good. Um, now, is there another one out there too? Is there, uh, does Ebony Maw or some, I feel like there was another one of those like stop pushes things out there, but I can't, just can't place who it was. Oh, maybe it's Dark Star, I, I think has something. I've never actually seen Dark Star in person. I've never seen anybody play her. That's, Super fair. Uh, I played her for the first time the other week against Mitch. Um, maybe not. No, she has a she has a defensive steroid. Okay, but uh, so that's shield mine, and like we said, so that was. If you want to talk about that a little bit, uh, Doctor D, I know that's that's kind of what you said that Jean was very good at. She can do it too, and she's a little bit cheaper, and has a lot of other kind of stuff going on. Um, how impactful is Shield Mind in in a lot of games, especially if you're going up against some Wakanda or I mean, yeah, I guess Wakanda. I guess it's insanely good, right? Between Black Panther and Shuri. Let's just say, if you expect a Thanos with a Space Gem or a Mind Gem, they're going to be real sad. <laughs> going to be yeah. real sad, Emma. Uh, just because most of the time, the advantage of bringing an eight call, other than Thanos, Thanos is great even without the gems, but. Um, you take away one of the most incremental part of their strategies where they take the key piece and pull it towards them and then just murder them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's going to make the game way more even keel for you. Um, because it specifically says also attacks. Yeah. It's also mystic attacks. So that also removes a lot of the movements you'll get out of like convocation. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus these like moving mystic attacks are obviously coming. It's going to actually help you against other Emma's for funny enough. Um, well, I guess it doesn't protect against Shuri or, or BP, huh? Because those aren't mystic attacks, unless your yeah, unless you're Ironbound booking, yeah. and then you're booking, right? All right, and that I, I just that seems relatively inexpensive as well. Are are the other shield mines three power, or are they all two? I think so. Yeah, it's even cheaper for them. I think because of the fact that I think everybody else that had uh, I don't know about Nova, but they all have more power generation which is going to come up again when we kind of talk about maybe the drawbacks of them. oh yeah but uh yeah i mean it's i mean two is is probably where it should be because when emma comes out the meta is going to shift there's no there's no argument that that's going to be the case yep 100 percent. because right now i think guardians uh guardian thanos is a, definitely a part of the meta and if i don't think emma existed it probably was going to stay because of how solid it was mm-hmm yeah, we'll I see. completely agree. Well, as far as because uh, I, I think there there is a lot of comparison to make kind of between those characters. So Jean does have one more health on her injured side, one more physical defense and one more energy defense, but then also has flight and the extra power and 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 some things like that. But uh, yeah, so far, I, I mean, I think Emma's going to going to going to hit in a pretty big way. She's gonna leave a real diamond sized crater. You could say that, yes. That's what they said is what they say. Uh, and then she also has power inhibition, no breathing, where during the character's activation, enemy characters cannot use reactive superpowers or reactive team tactics cards. So also super rad. 
Uh, I mean, we've seen all sorts of great plays from Mystique having that with Do You Know Who I Am, Juggernaut, uh, off-cycle throwing people that they can't brace against. Um, just a, a really, really cool ability that's going to really bake in a lot of power into uh, into Emma. Uh, you also skipped telling. Oh, yeah. And then telekinetic deflection. Uh, if this character would suffer a collision, it may use a superpower. It costs two power. This character does not suffer uh, damage from that collision. Uh, once again, adore that. You can't throw her either. Or you can. She just, you know, she's going to probably get rid of it if she has a little bit of power. Oh, again, you pay for it on this side, and then on the other side, it essentially becomes free. Oh, yes, yeah, somewhat. I mean, she can still be thrown. She can still be thrown on this side, too, but she just doesn't. Gotcha. Uh, then the other side, uh, this character cannot be pushed. She, so she'd still take the damage on the other side, but you just can't push her advanced. Which I guess this one, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess it's weird. Like in the, when you're not made of diamonds, you don't care about being thrown, <laughs> but you, but you do care about being thrown when you're made out of diamonds. So that's an interesting. Wait, is there, she just is, she's harder. She can still be thrown. She has no defenses against being thrown on the, the other side, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When oh, she's gotcha. diamond, thrown, but when she's not diamond, you can just say, if you do get thrown, you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. You become, you become a kingpin for two power. Right. <laughs> um, now let's talk about her power generation, because there's a lot she's going to be wanting to do. Uh, she wants yeah. power to be able to turn into her diamond form. She's going to want to be, you know, negating some of those pushes and advances that the enemy can do, especially against uh, Guardian Thanos. Um, or or other characters that kind of heavily disrupt the battlefield. Um, and it, you know, she does have a range four uh builder, which is which is solid. Uh, it's not gonna be super consistent, right? But uh it's it still should be somewhat consistent. No gainer, so no like guaranteed um power generation like like a shield throw or something like that. But but still, I think with that range four builder, that round one, you're probably getting a single attack off round one. Like very legitimate. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you do you just especially with all the objectives now being more in the middle, kind of yeah. like your goals and all that. Someone's going to wander in there, and you're going to blast them. So that, and again, in those situations, if you get the bend will off, that's when you pull that essentially that pull that model out of place. Which that again, like I was saying before, that alone makes the fourth throw worth it mm -hmm. because now for the enemy's like key piece or whatever. But uh, yeah, could you imagine like turn one? Uh, hitting a Hulk with this, pulling it towards you and having your entire team lay into him on the first turn. Well, and you know what we've seen, especially at, at conventions when we're, we're streaming some footage and stuff that Hell, oh, Hulk and, and She-Hulk are big buckets of hit points that you can, in fact, just churn through. Um, you sure can. Hulk, not puny banner, banner helps, but it doesn't solve the problem that, hey, a character with that many, with that much stamina, is really just saying, "Oh, I'm not going to waste any rolls here. Every damage that I do, this is no longer going to be like, oh, I only need to do two to finish him off, and I'll roll eight successes and he'll roll no blocks. All that damage is wasted. Not with Hulk. He's going to soak it all up like a sponge. <laughs> he's a, he's just like two or three spikes away from falling down. It's fine. Don't worry about it." Now, so I think it's pretty clear as well. There's no leadership ability on here, so we can guarantee effectively that that Hellfire affiliation is going to be card based. They said that on the box. Okay. They said very that Hellfire was going to be a card. Now, this was somewhat discussed in the Discord, and I thought it was very clever. So I'm going to give uh, full credit to Half Days Ninja on this one. Mm -hmm. uh, 
100%. This means that the Hellfire Club is going to be run by, I believe, separate members. So you got Emma. You're probably going to get a Black Queen Emma at some point. Maybe it's like a separate box or however they decide they want to do it. Yeah. Uh, maybe a Phoenix. I don't know Phoenix wasn't really in charge, but, you know, she was a powerhouse. You're probably going to get a Shaw at some point. He'll be the Black King. Mm. And then probably get like some alternating leaders and all that. So the real question I had, I asked in the painting uh, uh, a stream and I didn't really get an answer. But I had asked, is it going to be the convocation card or is it going to be like the um, the, the, the black, black one? Yes, because Corvus takes spot. Oh and, oh, and Mastermind. Yeah, I can't forget that. Mastermind. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry, Dark Phoenix, not necessarily Phoenix. Again, thank you for the clarification on that one. But um, if it's the convocation card, Hellfire, I think, is going to be just so it's going to be disgustingly good. If it takes up one of your five cards on when you pick your rot, when you pick your actual team, probably a little more unwieldy to use, but that might also mean that the leadership is very, very good. Right. But again, I, we won't until probably in at least a couple of weeks. Any any speculation on what that affiliation ability might be? Are we going to see something that's a little bit more, uh, not convoluted, but just a little bit more meaty? Like, uh, do you want to remember? Or are we going to see something that's that's more of a, a passive? I don't know. I'm hoping, honestly, I'm hoping for Emma's sake that it's some kind of power generation card. Say, and I think that that tracks too, right? For the Hellfire Club, as far as like, listen, you got to pay your dues, pay your ties. Like, we're yeah. all about money. Um, I, I could absolutely see whoever your leader is either generating additional power during the power phase or um, having some type of, yeah, there's they're, they're certainly, I, I, yeah, I would, I guess I would put money down on some type of power generation. Uh, even, if, there. even if it was, even if it was similar to like an inhuman like power switch yeah. type because they're paying dues or maybe like it's an inhuman one, but it can only go to like the leader. Right. Something like that. Um, or maybe something with objective control, right? Where if you're holding an objective uh, or a token that uh, that character gets additional power during the power phase, kind of the opposite of uh, or the opposite of the same coin as the um, Red Skull Master of Hydra, where if you're holding an asset yeah. token, you get you generate some more power. Um, Perfect. And then, I mean, it could be something on on places or, or pushes as well, where those characters are similar to the, the Winter Guard one, naturally resistant to being commanded around um, or something to that effect. And drunk. Yes. <laughs> Dionysus uh, Delight is what it would be called. And yeah, 100%. But <laughs> let me just say this. So, like, if Emma's good and the leadership is even relatively solid, I will be going for best hellfire as much as i humanly can i will be playing the heck out of hellfire club yeah i would really like to see some hellfire grunts too i think that would be really awesome yeah. especially with shaw that might be that might be mastermind's thing actually another thing you mentioned mastermind no i'm not super familiar with mastermind what's what's his whole deal he's a like a master of minds i think he's i think he's a mind controller i think I think it's in the comics, it's always been like if they manage to get to him, they just punch him in the face and he falls down. But I'm, again, I'm, I'm a little uh, not super knowledgeable of X-Men comics. I know he's more of an X-Men villain. Yeah. I, and speaking of, and I don't think he would fit in the Hellfire Club, but I would love to see Shadow King at some point. Just oh, that'd be, right. That'd be awesome. Them and Sauron, too. Who could forget about Sauron? So they just added Sauron or, or they're adding him in Marvel Snap. I keep seeing the video from the guy that... Uh, <laughs> That used to work on Hearthstone, 
um, that now mm-hmm. does Marvel Snap being like, oh, I'm so excited for these three cards, Shadow King. And I was like, yeah, I like Shadow King. Hell yeah, Brody, let's go. But, but yeah. Uh, what what else? Sh- we- Shadow King, if, it depends on if he's like stays in the death realm or whatever. Shadow King could potentially be a pretty high threat model. Yeah, I, someone that I could uh, absolutely see having kind of an organized play kit built around him as well. Um, oh, for sure. But uh, but yeah, when when you when you talk about like, oh yeah, well they're really hard to get to, but then once you you fight him, you just get him there and slap him real hard, and then he's he's all done. I, I think of Shadow King for that as well. I love that almost kingpin with a fez uh, vibe that he has as well. I love the fez. The fez is the best part. Uh, uh, so. As far as other tactics cards that we might see for her now that we have this this card out or these cards i guess out um what else do we think might be something that would really flesh out her kit will we see uh, mm-hmm. like a maybe an alternate version of like mental domination uh because that certainly seems like that would that could very well fit here or and this might be a little bit more out there but something similar to oh arnim zola's card there where he can give someone a mystic attack and extra defense yeah. dice some type of psychic shielding experiment you want to call i i think so as well uh i don't know um scientific so, method me- that's what yeah, method so what i would hope for is emma's known for being a teacher that's mm-hmm. like her thing that maybe she can like mentor another model yeah like maybe give some kind of bonus or whatever if they're within like a certain range or something like that Actually, I uh, like that because that's like that's the one thing she's really known for is that she's like like Emma's not like a bad person. She's just willing to do. She doesn't really care about authority. Yeah, like kind of her, which is why I love her so much. Same. Where, I, I really like those ends justify the means characters that sometimes they're 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 good or they're well intentioned, but sometimes have to ride a little bit of a line to to get things done. That's that's a a, a character type that I'm normally very into. Yes. And I think Emma is a great example of it. I mean, obviously it's like, you know, with comic books, she's known for other things, but that's always been the thing I've always loved about her is that it's definitely, it's like a, it's like a less violent punisher, I guess, where it's like punisher has one solution for like all of them. <laughs> right. Emma could probably be a little more clever. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot my fries again. Like They're going to get punished. <laughs> but there's no second chances. All right, so here's what I want. This is a tactics card I really, really, really want to see. I, I do really want to see a mental domination one. I want to see a reverse gene. I want to see a love triangle card that has characters named out that you get some cool effects with. That's that's what I want. I want her to be able to off activation attack or or shield or do something with Cyclops. I want Gene to be involved. I want there to be negatives if Gene's around and no like a huge bond if it's just Cyclops. Like I want that so bad. So bad. That would be so good. It'd probably be a terrible card, but damn if it would. Oh be. yeah. But I mean, listen, if the narrative's there, you, you know, I'm into it. I'm going to fearful symmetry, that's, whatever I can, whenever I can. That's such a beautiful card idea. <laughs> I want it to be the same card, too. It's just Gene, but it's a question mark instead of an exclamation part. <laughs> Maybe it's just called, oh, her. And. Yeah. Goodness. Oh, X-Men comics. What have you done? It's like to me, my X-Men, but it's just Cyclops on a motorcycle, like sneaking out at one in the morning to go see Emma and gets a long movement towards Emma wherever she is. 
But <laughs> Avengers Assemble only for Emma and Cyclops. <laughs> Too good. Too um, good. Um That's so great. And we're pretty certain, you know, obviously she's going to be somewhat involved in the in the Hellfire affiliation, probably X-Men as well. Do we see her taking a role in Brotherhood or any of the other mutant affiliations? Um, do we see her in A-Force? Where uh, where else do you see her kind of having a, a, a home? As oh, far as again, official not affiliations. Reading, not reading a ton of X-Men comics, I can definitely assume that she's going to be in X-Men. I think the one that is probably arguable is... Because, like, in the Hydra and Cabal situation, mm-hmm. I thought for the longest time Hydra was Cabal. Like, they were kind of like one thing of it. Yeah. And a lot of, like, crossover. But is... Hellfire going to be the like mini brotherhood is kind of the question I have. So is it going to be just like an alternate take of brotherhood, but you don't get like Mag? I don't think, I don't know if Magneto's in the Hellfire Club, but I actually looked up the member list of the Hellfire Club and it's it's essentially like a, so like at the the beginning, it was like the Dark Phoenix storyline. And I don't, I think, I guess maybe they were all mutants then. I have no idea, but yeah. Uh, now it's like Tony Stark is in it and Mr. Fantastic's in it. And it's all the, like, essentially it's like kind of like a pseudo Illuminati. Okay. I'm curious. This And the point of this whole is where are they going to say this is taking place? Right. Cause every character is supposed to be a snapshot of the comics where in the comic storyline is this hellfire club taking place? If it is, you might get Hulkbuster. <laughs> you might get Hulkbuster and Hellfire, which is kind of cool. But I should predict that actually. That would be kind of neat. Uh, so I think she's going to be. She's definitely an X Men. No, no doubt in my mind about that. Mm-hmm. She, I, I think Xavier School right or whatever is going on. Um, so she's definitely going to be an X Men. She might be A Force. I don't know. I don't know if she's really if does anything with them. I don't know if the anti hero thing kind of like. Makes it so she doesn't really join them. Okay, Magneto is in Hellfire. Yeah, I figured. I think, obviously, I think Xavier is too, but again, that's a whole other. Well, and I feel like, wasn't she in the Illuminati at one point as well? There was kind of a run, or maybe in the Cabal, where there was a, oh, I can't, maybe it was Avengers versus X-Men, or maybe it was before it, or maybe it was uh, when all the timelines collided or whatever, but I feel like I remember like her and Namor hanging out with uh, a bunch of other bad dudes, or maybe I'm thinking of Lady Loki, but what was yeah. it? What was the, the what was the evil Illuminati? Wasn't that the Cabal? It was Cabal, yeah, the Cabal. I think she was. She's definitely going to be Cabal. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, she's going to be. Um, because I think she was. I think she was a part of that council. She was a part of some big council. I don't think it was Illuminati. I think it was the. Cabal. I I that's how I'm remembering it too. But once again, I just I know I've gotten legs or yeah, uh, lines. So, there's so many of these. There's so many of the like you know little like groups of the yeah. super group. It's hard to keep track of, but uh, I don't know about A Force. I'm not sure. May I don't, I'm pretty sure she's not an Avenger by any means. No, uh, probably not in Humans. Probably not Midnight Suns. Probably not Hydra. Probably not Shield. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's going to be mutants and uh, maybe Cabal. I, I don't think that's a yeah. a, a bad pick. Um, I think, and again, Brotherhood, I could see go either way. And then, of course, she'll be, you would hope that since she's a leader of it, she might be in Hellfire Club. Right, yeah, one one would guess. You know, maybe they, you, you know, voted her out for this particular <laughs> snapshot. But, um, 
I, the one thing I really like about this particular character, and we saw it with Rhino as well, is how much um, some of these character releases affect unaffiliated groups, right? So we've seen Rhino yeah. really pop off in a bunch of different rosters. Guardians, even, like being a, 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 a regular mainstay for some of the lists that we've been seeing around. Um, I know that you've mentioned pretty heavily that Emma is going to be just gangbusters in convocation. And I think that's actually super valid. I think we're going to see some conversation convocation stock go up on her release. And that might be doubled down even with, with Psylocke, who knows what she's going to have. I know that it's probably going to be, I'm guessing a three, but. So I'm in that train of thought, but yeah, it's a weird string of releasing. Forward. Well, and banger force too. I mean, yeah, that's, to their credit, every single four that has come out has been good to great. Yep. Yep. None of them, they're, no, I don't think anyone can argue that they're bad. Correct. Well, yeah, and they've been, hitting, they've been hitting stride. Well, and we've seen too, right? Once the tactics cards come out uh, as well, like it, it drastically changes the, the impact of a character. Uh, I still just absolutely adore. Uh, this is a very side tangent, but um, Gabe at LVO during, I think, gymnastics put the power gem on Rhino and was able to, this is a robbery onto Dormammu. And just, he showed us the meme too of Rhino, like in the dark dimension being like, hey, Dormammu, this is a robbery. And he made his, he made that meme a dream and he made it real and it worked out. And then he threw it into a pyro to day zone. <laughs> but Poor Pyro. Gabe is the hero we need. He really okay. is. He really is. Um, but outside of, of, of fitting incredibly well inside of uh, Convocation, are there any other banger spots where there's an affiliation that's really going to shine a little bit like a diamond with Emma in their midst? You son of a gun. That was, that was too good. Uh, anything with power generation? A-Force, I think she's going to do a marvelous... Uh, Alyssa is on to something. I actually think she'd be really, really good in, in humans. Mm -hmm. I think it's valid. Nobody else can do it except her, though, because it was her idea. Uh, I think she'd be great in Cabal. I think she'd be great in Hydra for the world domination one. Um, oh, yeah. The good thing about her being so ubiquitously good, because she's not going to define your... So here's the one thing about... I'm going on, I'm going on a side tangent. Sorry. Uh, the one thing about Emma is that I think she can fill multiple roles and the more you can give her power, the mm -hmm. more she can fill. She can either be the bruiser. She can either be the shooter in the back. She can be so many of these different things. But if you don't have a power generation method, I think she's going to be limited to doing one, maybe two. Yeah. If you give her power generation, she can do all. Right. Great in brotherhood with Magneto, yada, yada. You know, you're, you know all the great things that help with power generation. That's good with everybody else. We know who they are. I think she's going to fit in real well. But, th but and this is exactly why I'm so excited about her other than loving the character is that while she helps those teams, she's also helping all the other teams just by existing, which yes. is my big qualm with Rhino where it's like, okay, cool. He's helping teams that already don't need help. But she helps almost everybody because she's a perfect splash. Yeah. Yep. And, and I mean, that, that fits to the character as well, right? We've seen Emma kind of helping or hindering all sorts of different groups, both good and bad, as long as it's helping the kids or for, you know, what she deems to be the right reasons. Um, and yeah, if there's, if there's anyone that can 
really consistently make sure their entire team is murdered. It's also uh, Emma Frost, those poor Hellions, you know, <laughs> Dan's favorite cat eye. I, I remember too being just insanely off putting. We uh, did a, a, a read through of some of the New Mutants. Was it New Mutants? Yes. Uh, leading up to that movie coming out, and we we got to read all about Shadowcat and uh, Emma's kind of back and forth and her own lo- little team there that was the Hellions. But yeah, mm-hmm. 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 Hellions. Because it was a separate school, I think it was like a separate mutant school. It was, and it was also in like the rich part of Massachusetts instead of yeah. Westchester. But because um, I think Xavier's school in Massachusetts, I think it's out in the Berkshires. I think. Was it? I thought it was in upstate New York. I thought it was like, uh, I thought it was West, Westchester specifically. Uh, maybe I'm not. Again, I'm not super uh, knowledgeable. I know Spider Man constantly gets yanked over there when he, in Ultimate Spider Man. <laughs> he's just trying to do his thing, and then like the Blackbird just picks him up. And he's like, "Oh no, I got to get home before Aunt May gets mad." <laughs> <laughs> so there was a, a a Netflix like Lego Marvel thing. Uh, that was like S.H.I.E.L.D. and Spider-Man and stuff. And they just constantly had this bit where everyone in S.H.I.E.L.D. would like save the day. Spider-Man would be there to help. And then they'd just all leave him. And he'd have to like walk back to Brooklyn. <laughs> That's so good. That's so fitting. The thing is, is, it happens multiple times in the comics. Like I've been reading Ultimate. I want to go on a quick side. I've been reading Ultimate Spider-Man and he fights Doc Ock in Brazil. <laughs> He's yeah. going like, away in a jet liner to get back. It's so, so good. Oh, it's amazing. Anyway. But, but yeah, I think I'm really excited for 2023 for MCP. Uh, I think the, they're really, they've really hit a stride. Uh, number one with the crisis rework. Uh, we might see character updates later in the year too. That would actually be super dope. Um, I'd be very excited about that. And I think the game's in a really, really, really good spot right now. And I'm really excited to see how this continues to develop because every single one of these character releases has, you know, the the ability to really kind of affect the meta. And unlike yeah. other minis games, too, the meta is still very wide. You know what I mean? When you think about the really yeah. competitive stuff, it's it's Guardians or it's Brotherhood or it's it's X-Men or it's this with these other four things and this splash. Or shield. So, shield, right? <laughs> sure. I mean, so so yeah, I think I think this game has a lot that's still yet that's undiscovered, even with the existing models. Uh, so I, I'm super excited to see what the year has in store for it. But a yep. couple things, housekeeping items real quick. Next month, we just got word late last night at like 11 o'clock. We are holding an event at Bearded Dragon Games on February 18th. Check out the Facebook link is down below. For that, inve- uh, for that event, there's also a long shanks for it. Guess what? It's now an LVO qualifier as well. So February 18th at Bearded Dragon Games and Hobbies, we'll be holding a Marvel Crisis Protocol tournament. That is also an LVO qualifier. A uh, bunch of people from around the network uh, will be there. So I really hope that you guys are able to make it out. Just make sure you sign up ahead of time and put all your junk in long shanks. Uh, link and everything is over on the Facebook. And in addition to all that, just a huge shout out for all of you that that come uh, that came and hung out with us at LVO and those of you uh, that supported the network by just leaving uh, us up on your phone. Every one of those views actually does monumental things for us. We really appreciate that, especially follows and subs and our 
folks over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash professional casual network. But I think it's just professional casual. I don't think there's no network on the Patreon. But uh, just a real quick shout out to those specific people, especially our King Ding Doppeldongers and our professional cake sitters, including Bastion, Rob, Leroy, Bicon, Cider Drinker, Dr. D, Devil Pup, Otis, Dagna, Tony Hot Hands, Iron Maze, Cider Drinker. Cider Drinker, yeah. You're missing one. I am missing one. I normally forget Dagna, but I remember Dagna this time. Uh, I said Devil Pup. I said Devil Pup. Dagna, Leroy, Bicon, Cider Drinker, Tony Hot Hands. Who am I forgetting? There's one specific one that I'm forgetting. And I, the feel, the list, man. I feel like they're, I'm like looking right at him too. And I just can't. Oh, it was Dr. D. No, you said me. Oh, I did? Oh, never mind. I thought. I didn't say anything. I thought that was the one I forgot. No. Am I the second cider drinker? Am I the other one that gets two mentions every single one? And movie? cider drinker. No. <laughs> I remembered Otis. Absolutely remembered Otis. Uh, by the way, Otis, uh, top is in the top four Sentinel players in the world on Longshanks. Congratulations, Otis. So congratulations, Otis. Um, uh, Otis, too, is just always super cool to see at conventions. He's just such an overwhelmingly nice, pleasant person. Like, I don't know. He, was LV, he was at LVO and I didn't get to see him. Yeah, I think he... So I think we only saw him on Friday, and I know that's the day like you got in, if I recall. But... Yep, I came in late on Friday. Anyways, okay. next year. Well, guys, thank you so much. We honestly couldn't do what we do without you, so we really, really, really appreciate that. Uh, make sure to check all the socials down below. Uh, every one of those things is something that uh, is pertinent to what we do. Uh, and I really appreciate uh, all of you that have been checking out the World of Warcraft stream that I've been doing Tuesday through Friday, three to six, or you know, sometimes significantly later than six if if uh, if the mood is striking. But the guild is starting to get up a little gumption and go. So today we were able to do a bunch of battlegrounds together um so yeah stay tuned to that if you were interested in that uh, bleeding hollow is the server that we're playing on we're playing horde side and uh the 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 guild is the professional casuals but yeah come play some wow with us it's been a whole bunch of fun and uh yeah it's a lot more in store we're gonna be at adepticon we're probably going to iron wield as well um we have that event next month hope to see a lot of you there that'll be an absolute blast and and yeah Guys, thank you so much. Dylan, thank you for hopping on. I know that you were very, very excited to talk about Emma, and I'm, I'm glad that she's living up to, uh, to the hype that you had built up internally for her. Um, yeah, it's been amazing to finally be like, ah, like a breath of fresh air. It's like I can be, there's nothing negative I can possibly say. About. Right. Next week as well, we will be a new episode of the cleanup phase. So that is our, our after dark, after hours, where we can talk behind the scenes, probably a lot about LVO and the uh, event that is coming up later this month. So make sure every level of the Patreon gets access to the cleanup phase. Um, so that'll be next week. I think that's episode five or six of the cleanup phase um it should be a super sweet time all right guys have a good night thank you much bye thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed this show check out all the other great shows here at the professional casual network like what danny i'll tell you on mondays we've got the lost omens podcast our pathfinder 2e actual play hosted by me playing through the extinction curse ap also 
streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the power phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder second edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.